Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. In case you didn't already know, our team is thrilled to be able to broadcast this weekend's ITA Division I Women's National Indoor Championships in Seattle. We'll have coverage from first ball to last as 16 of the top Division I women's tennis teams in the country do battle for the right to be named the National Indoor Champion and as part of of our preview of this weekend's action. What I will attempt to do on this show over the next few days is speak with each of the head coaches of the 16 teams that will be competing in Seattle. I'll ask each of them to help recap their ITA kickoff weekends, talk about the strengths in each of their respective rosters. I'm also curious to hear what are they most looking forward to learning about their team throughout the course of the action in Seattle. And then wanted to ask each of these coaches about some big picture things. Certainly the announcement of NCAA individuals moving to the fall. I was fascinated to hear what all these coaches thought about that. I also wanted to know what each of these coaches think of the broader landscape in the Division I women's scene at this point of the year. But, you know, again, more generally, we have fantastic interviews coming up over the course of this week for all of you Cracked Rackets fans, for all of you college tennis fans. A massive thank you to every one of these coaches who certainly have a busy week ahead for taking the time to speak with me. With that in mind, let's get to it. It's press row here at Cracked Rackets as we all prepare for the 2023 Division I Women's National Indoor Championships to begin. Hey, Crack fans, before we get to today's show, I want to let all of you listeners know about the revolutionary work being done by our friends over at Swing Vision. Now, all of us as tennis players are constantly searching for that piece of information that's going to give us that one, two, three percent edge whenever we step onto the court. We want to know, am I hitting my forehand with enough depth? Am I accurately placing my backhands? Am I employing patterns on the court that are putting me in an optimum position to experience success? Thankfully, all of those questions can now be answered via the app produced by our friends at Swing Vision. Folks, it's extraordinarily simple. You're going to download the app. You're going to turn that app on your phone. You're going to put your phone on the back fence, the back curtain of whatever court you're playing on. You're going to hit record. And then using artificial intelligence, Swing Vision is going to break down your performance. If you click on the link that you find in the podcast description here on today's episode, you'll go right to the Swing Vision website. And of course, friends who use our Crack Rackets promo code CRACK20 are going to get an additional $20 discount and a free 14-day pro trial on the Swing Vision app. Again, you use that promo code CRACK20, $20 discount, as well as a free 14-day pro trial. How do you find the link to get signed up? Just go back to your podcast feed. It's in the podcast description of this episode. So you go to the Swing Vision website, you set up your account, you download the app, you get rocking and rolling, get all the information, one location with our friends at Swing Vision.
Joining us on the podcast once again today is a returning champion here to our show, someone you know best as the head coach of the Ohio State women's tennis team. Welcome back to the show, Coach Melissa Schaub. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It is always returning a champion. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I think it's justified because let's get right into it. If you were to throw out all preconceived notions of this 2023 season and just say through the first five weeks of the year, who has been the best team? I swear to God, it's the Ohio State Buckeyes. Look and at what you. Have you ever said that in your life? You have know, you ever said that? <laughs> I've been accused of not saying it. <laughs> I was really in on a couple of, you know, again, the DiLorenzo teams are near and dear to my heart because that's right. me in the middle of college and in the thick of things when I could just be a fan. Um, right. But I mean, just talk to me about your team's start. Did you see this sort of run coming here in 2023? Yeah. I mean, we're obviously really excited about our start. You know, I think, um, we had a good match. I mean, we've had good matches so far this season, and we knew the schedule was going to be tough. So, you know, there's a point when you're looking at the schedule, and I'm looking at it right in front of my desk, and I'm like, oh, what did I do? What did I do? <laughs> you know, um, we had a couple injuries, and you know, a couple things going on in the fall, and it's like, oh, how are we gonna, how are we gonna be ready? Um, but we we've come back ready, and then we've had some people stepping up um, a lot, and we have a veteran team, which I think has led us through through this start, and we're going to be leaning on them heavily to. To hopefully continue, um, you know, continue to have a good season. So we're well aware that it's a it's a long season, right? So we're happy with where we are right now for sure, but uh, lots of tennis left to go. So. Well, I want to follow up on that because you mentioned having a veteran team, and it certainly helps when every player in your starting lineup has played at least one dual match entering a year. I'm curious for you because you've had all sorts of lineups and all sorts of players in different ages in the rosters you've had over the years. How do you approach coaching a team like this where you do have so many veterans who kind of know how to operate the dual match format? Right. Um, yeah, you know, I, I know, honestly, I think it has been a little bit different this year because I, I trust our team a lot. And it's not that you don't always trust your teams. You do. But but these guys know what they know what's coming. They know what's ahead of them. They know what they needed to, you know, to do day in and day out. And, and even just the way they've attacked, you know, some injuries and getting through it and timelines and, and things like that. You know, they've um, you know, they want to have a good season. Their expectations for themselves are high and that's led um, throughout the younger ones as well. And, um, you know, I think just laying a lot of a lot of my trust in them and knowing that that they're going to do what they need to do. And if that's, you know, um, you know, a little bit shorter practice, maybe or or a little bit more um, in the weight room or whatever it is, then then we've been, you know, kind of trying trying to lean on them quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, to that point, that trust you have six first sets against Oklahoma, six first sets against Oklahoma State. I think it was five first sets against Georgia. I mean, come on now. Like, talk to me about what you've seen from your team at the start of these singles points. Because, again, it's on every court. Everyone seems to be coming out aggressive and, more than anything else, ready. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think that's that's true. You know, I don't know. I, I think that we're coming up. I think we believe in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think we have confidence, you know, whether we get that devil's point. We, uh, hopefully we do. It's a lot better when you do. But <laughs> but when you don't as well, you know, we've had some of those meetings in the locker room against Oklahoma, against Oklahoma State. Like, all right, guys, now we got to, you know, we got to go to war here for the next three and a half hours. And um, yeah, they've stepped up every time and, and we've been able to do it so far. So, um, 
you know, we know that the best teams are going to flip some of those matches and to get off good starts, good first sets, uh, put some scoreboard pressure. It's important. Um, but we've been, we've been lucky enough to do it so far. Listeners can't see this. Coach Shop is constantly knocking on wood as she's saying all of these things. Uh, it's yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. I was talking about this yesterday at practice. Irina Cantos actually is someone that if you say anything good to her on the changeover, she's just looking around like, what What can I hit? You know, hey, you're playing good here. Where? What is, you know, the head or whatever it is. So I'm doing the same thing here. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I mean, looking at your roster, obviously with that experience comes flexibility. But I think the player who has taken the college tennis world by storm here in 2023 is sophomore Shelly Brisniak, yeah. who I'm sure you are excited to talk about. First of all, is there an angle on the court she can't find because <laughs> oh my god like watching her get outside the ball you just want to like at a clinic be like hey this is how you find an angle folks yep. you know yep. talk to me about what you've seen in her development obviously the 4-0 start she was up in the match she didn't finish what has clicked so well for her you know, the most impressive part for, for me with Shelly is we saw it last year. You know, we saw parts of this last year of practice. And, you know, if you would line up our team and say, who's the person on our team that you don't want to play? They would tell you Shelly, right? Oh, should we got to go? Okay, practice. That's oh, no, Shelly, right? <laughs> but we couldn't get her healthy enough to to really go out there and, and, and do it day in and day out. And I know that was a bummer for her, too. So um, just to see the way she's come back, just maturity wise, even just just how she handles um, her business every day and, and her practices and how she attacks matches. And um, it's just been super impressive to see so far. And um, obviously she's playing at a high level and, and doing very well for us. So it's, um, it's been a difference maker for us this year. And, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully she knows that too, but, but she's doing, yeah, she's doing awesome. It's just really fun to watch because it is different than the majority of the styles you'll see. And yes, I can understand why I'd be miserable. I'm like, you know what? I really don't have it in the likes today. Like, yeah. coach, can, can I not have that matchup, please? Like, let me just go play Sydney and like, she'll hit some winners. It'll be quick. We'll do it. It'll be much more relaxed. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I can understand that. But, you know, again, in the uh, let's start with that bottom half of the singles lineup because obviously Shelly has asserted herself, her place in that spot, but you've also got veterans in Coley, in Lucia, who have been off to rocking starts. And then, you know, you bring in a player like Danielle Wilson. I'm sure you have some other young players you'd like to see in that spot. Will it be a platoon system? Like, are you going to be rotating, figuring out what works? Or, you know, how do you feel about the, the options you have at the bottom of that singles lineup? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's good and it's stressful sometimes because we do have a, we do have options and um, it's still early and we're trying to figure out, you know, what all we have. But I think that we're going to lose or use a lot of kids, not lose. We're going to use a lot of kids this year. Um, you know, hopefully that makes us better, you know, better in the long run. I, I think we have a lot of options. I think we have some options in doubles as well. And, um, you know, I, I think that hopefully the the competition amongst the team, um, you know, continues to make us stronger because I do think we have that as well. And um, yeah, you know, just, just people trying, trying to work, but I, I do feel like we're going to be using, um, you know, quite a few, quite a few different players probably throughout the year. To that end, can you guess how many doubles pairings you've used since the start of the fall? No clue. I couldn't even guess. It's got to be a record because it's February 7th when we're recording this 17, 17 different doubles pairings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I so, mean, yeah, that might be bad coaching right there though. <laughs> you know, <laughs> 
just being right out of it. But well, I mean, look, obviously you have a lot of options, and it's not just uh, the players we've mentioned in singles. You know, again, you bring in a couple of transfers as well, and you know, obviously what Bond's done at Columbia to come over here. You know, you want to work her into the lineup as well, right? Pairings, continuity, system. You know, what are you looking for in doubles at this point? So with us, the doubles has been tough because, um, you know, we had Isabel Boulay, who obviously I, I know well and we have a lot of experience with, but she was out for the fall. Um, you know, she's had a couple of knee procedures and, and she was out. Now she's back. Danielle Wilson, first practice here at Ohio State, fell and and broke her wrist. So she's out. Um, you know, Akanksha Bond was out for the fall as well with with, the, with a, an injury. So so for us, it's like we have all these good players and we know we know we have them. We have options. But even like right now, I think we're still trying to we lost the fall with some of them to see what works, what mixes well. I mean, we know Cantos and Ratliff have, um, you know, some history together. We know Boulay and, and Allen. We know some of them, but, you know, we have other players now as well. And so I feel like right now the spring so far has been sort of trying to trying to catch up a little bit and, and add some of the new ones with some of the, the returners and, and see what works. So, you know. Yeah. Hopefully we're not having the same conversation in in May and you're like, oh, my God, it's been 37 different, you know, (laughs) but yeah, Yeah. first off, you hit 30. That's Hall of Fame stuff. Like put that in, (laughs) put a plaque up like the 2023 Buckeyes had 30 doubles teams. That would just be some sort of record. As long as there's some check marks by the win column, then (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. And all 30 pairings got a win uh, for what it's worth. Yeah, that would be an important disclaimer. Um, But no, I mean, so. With all of that said, as we head into this national indoors, because certainly it feels like all 16 teams in the field on any given day can beat anyone, what do you view as your team's biggest strength heading into Seattle? Oh, um, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like we're deep. I, I feel like we're deep, and I, and I feel like who we, whoever we put out there, um, you know, I feel confident in, in every court, and I, I think that's what we've been able to show so far. Um, you know, that we have people, you know, hopefully playing well and continue to play well. But but I do feel like, you know, we're going out there and we're going to we're going to compete. We're going to fight as hard as we can and and see what happens. But every team's good. What did you see from Sydney in the fall throughout the course of the spring that you think she's ready to take on that number one spot? Yeah, I mean, maturity. I, I think that, you know, she has all the physical gifts. Um, you know, she has that. She's athletic. She moves well. Um, you know, when we talked about at the end of last year, it's going to get hard, right? She had a good freshman season, um, you know, probably better than maybe she thought it was going to come in and, and be able to do. And, and as amazing as that was, it's going to get tougher, um, you know, and she's come in ready to go. She had a good summer and, um, you know, she's, she's here and she plays a lot. And, um, yeah, I just think, I think she's ready to go. I think she's developed that belief in herself and, um, and I think she's been able to lean on some of her veteran teammates and, and they've kind of, you know, I, we had a team meeting and some of them have been where she's at. You know, Irina was where she was at after, after a pretty good year. And, and Isabel Boulay got into the, you know, NCAAs as a freshman. And, and how do you recover from that? So I think, um, ah, she's done a great job. Yeah. No, I mean, five, four deuce point. She makes that overhead 90 out of a hundred times. And like, it was a great, I was like, it was the right shot. It was a great point. You're like, that's, you did everything right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember that change. You're like, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? How did I miss that shot? I'm like, I I don't know, but (laughs) so no, exactly. I mean, sometimes it's going to happen. You're going to set it up well and that's all you can do. And yeah, exactly. In that same match. And again, for, I suppose, listeners who aren't aware, you guys advance four over old dominion four, two over Tennessee. 
Arena loses that first set 6-1. I've never seen a windshield wiper so quickly where it's like, all right, we're going to wipe away that set. It's time for the next set. And just like talk to me about what you saw from her. I know she didn't finish, but to win that second set after your team dropped four first sets, that's really the only time this year you guys have faced a back-against-the-wall moment. You know, What did you see from her? What should we expect from her this season? Yeah, I mean, I think she was down 6-1-4-1 possibly. Um, but I mean, here's the thing. I mean, and I, I, I can just talk about it as, as much as you want. I mean, the girl just competes, Yeah. you know, I mean, she competes and it means a lot to her and, and she'll do whatever she can to try to find a way. And, you know, at that moment, and I mean, she'll tell you the same thing. It, it, she wasn't playing her best tennis, um, early January and she was out for a little while and coming back and, um, you know, everyone handles that stuff differently, but, but she's a fighter and I feel like she's in a good place now. And, and continuing to play better and better as, as she steps on the court. So it just says a lot about her and, and her character, I think. But yeah, never for a moment do you believe that she's kind of ever out of the match and she's going to dig in and, and do what she needs to do. And um, I do think our backs were against the wall 100% in that match. I, I We squeaked it out somehow, but I mean, I think Tennessee's a very good team. And, um, you know, hopefully we showed we showed some fight and some character and, you know, those matches will help us out in the long run. But mm-hmm. But she did a great job turning that match for us. I think it gives everybody a little bit of a boost when they see, okay, that that one's turning. And then Lucio um, on, on six, I believe, was kind of starting to turn hers. And it was kind of a, an effect on the team. So, yeah. That's what makes college tennis so fun is when you get those waves. Like, you can always feel when it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. To, yeah, and credit to your team for that. You know, with all that said, I know, again, you have a lot of veterans on this roster. I'm curious, what are the unknowns you're, you're – interested in learning about as your team heads to Seattle? What are the things, you know, again, maybe you're not sure about and you're excited to see how your team responds to? Um, no, I mean, I, obviously we're going to be expecting close matches, um, competitive matches. I, I think that um, we've talked earlier about kind of winning a lot of the first stats. I, I don't know if that's going to continue to be. I hope it is, right? Yeah, but sure. um, you got to expect to fight every single day. And, and I think to play, you know, three, hopefully four days in a row, um, you know, none of us really know how that's going to go yet. So you, you try to prepare for that as, as best as you can. And, um, you know, we're going to need a lot of people to do that. So, um, I'm excited, you know, I'm excited to see it and, you know, see where we are. And we've been lucky enough to be able to stay home so far this part of the season. And, um, I you know our first, our first big road trip as a, as a team, and we have 12 kids in the team. So we have a large team and, um, I think it'll be fun to, to get out and do that. Do you think there's a favorite heading into the field? Because when I look at all of these teams, again, the depth, the experience, everyone's bringing the big guns. And so right. I got to ask the big brains, all of you coaches, is there a favorite entering this indoor? Well, I'm not going to be the one to say it right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Is the you answer Ohio State? Well, but I'm not. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. you know, I don't know. Obviously, yeah, every team's going to be good. And you're seeing some new teams come in, which is, um, you know, I think super exciting for everybody. And then obviously some of the ones that um, – you know, a UNC, I don't know how many years in a, in a row, you know, they've they've won it or been in the finals and, um, you know, some returning teams, but some new teams that, you know, we don't get to see very often. So I think it'll be great to see, you know, San Diego to see um, Iowa State and some teams that, you know, we don't have on our schedule. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think everybody's going to be good and, and it'll be fun. It's going to certainly be a big event. With that in mind, what are the goals for the Buckeyes headed to Seattle? I, you know, I, I don't know. I just think we want to stay confident. And, um, you know, you said it earlier, I, I think you come out of this weekend and you're like, okay, these are the teams to beat. 
mm-hmm. right? And this is where we need to be, um, you know, in May. And, and we talk about that a lot, like not, you know, making sure that we're setting ourselves up. And we didn't do that last year. And, and that's disappointing, um, you know, to be playing our best tennis kind of later on in the season. So, um, you know, hopefully we can come out of here with some victories and, and we'll do what we can. And, um, you know. I'm going to agree to disagree. I thought last year you guys – the fact that you guys went 2-1 and one last year with, like, the Auburn doubles point, the Florida doubles – like, again, it was just – it was highway robbery that you guys right. went 2-1. How could – I, like, I would have come out of that week and be like, oh, my God, we went 2-1. No, and for, one. for sure. I meant more like we didn't finish the season well last year. Oh, like, oh sure. no, no, indoors. Indoors, yeah. I mean, we had some tight matches, some yeah. tight doubles points. Um, That's what you would expect, though. I would yeah. expect the same thing again. Yeah. Right. The, the same thing again. And if, if we can show some toughness that we that we showed hopefully last year, then um, I'll be a happy coach. This yeah. Year. No, no. Was there. Well, you bring up that Vanderbilt, obviously, the disappointment. And look, Vanderbilt's going to be in the final 16 here at the indoors. So yeah. not that there's validation there. Is there a little chip on this group's shoulder? I mean, yeah, I mean, nothing against Vanderbilt. They're an amazing yeah. team and they've always been very good and, and well coached. And I think that was awesome. I, I just think we felt like you know, towards the end of last year, we just weren't, we, we weren't playing our best tennis. And I think, yeah, the returners that are, you know, out there right now, every day, that's a big part of what they're trying to do every day is, is build ourselves to, you know, to be able to, you know, go the long haul and, and hopefully be playing our best tennis mm-hmm. um, in a few months. I'm also yeah. convinced that there was a phone call between you and Ronnie and maybe Kelsey was on it as well. And you guys were like, the Big Ten is done being screwed. Like, never <laughs> again are we going to allow this to happen. The COVID era is over. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously it's good for yeah. it's good for us that um, Michigan's going and, and us and Wisconsin was right there and yeah. Northwestern is good. I mean, we feel like we have a good conference, you know, and, and we're we're ready to compete. And, um, you know, hopefully some things will go our way here soon. And and if we can help help the conference, then um you know, hopefully we are, and, and I'm happy happy to do that because I think we we have the level. Um, so it's it's going to be an interesting year, but but yeah. Well, to that end, obviously you guys have already played Georgia, Oklahoma State. You had Oklahoma early in the season. You also still on your schedule Arizona State, NC State coming to town. You guys are playing A and M at Lake Nona. You'll go to UCLA, Pepperdine. Not the worst spring break trip for what it's right. worth. Right. Um, you know, talk to me about that scheduling. Is that something that will stay constant for you moving forward? Is that something you've been working towards? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, you know, obviously you, you do the schedule a little bit in advance and, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're happy with it. We want to play the best teams that we can, you know, whether, you know, inside, outside, on the road, at home, whatever, it makes you better. And that's where we need to know, where, you know, where we are. And, um, you know, so far it's, it's, it's helped us and, you know, it's going to continue to be tough and, um, you know, we're not coming back from from national indoors. It's not really getting much easier. So, um, you know, we've we've got a few more, you know, tough matches on the road coming right after that. So anyways, yeah, you know, we'll see. But but hopefully something that we can continue to do going forward and um, looking to have as tough of a schedule as, as we can year in and year out. Do I have permission to lobby whomever needs to be lobbied to get the home and home with Michigan back on the schedule? Oh, absolutely. You have permission. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. The green light's been given. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah, let's think, get, yeah. We'll get those phone calls going even more. Yeah, yeah exactly. Look, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm inviting myself into the group chat. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Just, yeah. That's what need. That's what I'm learning here because I thought those, that was the best. Like, and I'm, I, again, hopefully we can find a way for that moving forward. But no, I mean, obviously you, you and your team have had an electric start and, you know, 
big picture as you look at the landscape, a lot of things going on in women's college tennis. I wanted to ask every coach because obviously one of the big stories right now, we have a top 100 player, not top 100 in college, top 100 in the WTA rankings in Diana Schneider. Now, you've been in a similar situation because Francesca DiLorenzo obviously was pretty high in the rankings coming back her final year of college. You know, what does that do for college tennis to have a player like Schneider in our midst? I mean, I think it's good. I think it shows people that that you can do both. And, you know, college can be, um, you get a lot of competitive matches and, and hopefully she will. Um, you know, and I, I think it's it's great for our sport. I, I don't think that there's any reason why, um, you know, you can't do that. And, and she's shown that you can and um, she's going to make their team better. And, um, you know, I don't I don't know a ton about it, but but I, for me, it, it's good. When Francesca was here, it was it was amazing. It brings a different um, you know, set of, of competitiveness and professionalism. And um, it's, I think it's good for the sport. Mm-hmm. No, it's awesome to see. And like, yeah, imagine everyone gets a crack at her and, you know, what that does for everyone's level. And um, yeah, I mean, again, Peyton Stearns has gone off to the top 200 pretty quickly. Emma was top 200 when she came back last year. It's a theme emerging that I think right. we all like to see. Right. Well, hopefully it means that, you know, it's a good atmosphere in, in college tennis as well, right? Because these these guys could leave and, and they choose to come back and, and get an education and be a part of a team, which, you know, when, you, when you're on the pro, um, you know, your pro career, I think it's a little bit, you know, tougher, tougher to kind of have that um, around you all of the time. And so I think that there's obviously a lot of good things that that can come from playing college tennis as well. And, and, and you know, set yourself up for the. And, for the and to that end, and I've texted you about this in the past, but I want to applaud you and your program. You guys have done such an excellent job at providing pro opportunities on campus, bringing pro events to Columbus. And we see countless Ohio State players obviously in the draws of those events. Recently, it was announced that the ATP Challenger Tour in coordination with the ITA is going to try and provide more opportunities to top ranked players to make that pathway even more seamless. Do you expect something similar to emerge on the women's side? I hope so. You know, I, I hope so. I would think that we will. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, it's just it's an awesome thing just to be able to have it on campuses. And, um, you know, last summer, our kids are, are here a lot and they're in summer school or or they're just here training and, um, you know, to be able to play a tournament. And, you know, same thing. You see where you're at and you give yourself opportunities. And, you know, for us, it's giving our our, our players, you know, chances to when they are done school or they are ready, then, um, you know, maybe they you know, they're, they're more set up to, to go do that. So is, is it as simple as in a, I know it's a, it's a blunt, blunt question, but is it as simple as finding the money? Is that the hardest part of getting these pro events on a campus? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. 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 Because you guys all have the facilities, right? Like I imagine these players enjoy coming to Columbus where you guys have the workout room and everything ready to go. Right. Right. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's fundraising. It's, it's finding the money and, um, you know, if that if that's what you choose as a coach or, you know, as a, as a school, if that's what you choose to spend your money on. And, and if you think it's of importance for your team or your players at that time. So, um, you know, for us, it, it has been a couple of times, but, um, you know, everyone is different. So, yeah, to that and, end, and for us, it's good when other schools have it close too, right. It's, it's a little, you know, if, if our kids can play here this week and then go to Notre Dame or um, go to Michigan or whatever it is, then it's it's awesome for them. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. And obviously, a lot of players use the fall to go 
take those pro opportunities. It was recently announced they're going to do the trial run, NCAA individuals in the fall. I know we've talked about this before, but what was your reaction to that announcement? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm all for trying to make, um, you know, our product better. And then what we do, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what's going to come of this. I, I, I think that, um, you know, I'll listen to the people above me and then they think it's if they think it's going to be a good thing, then I'm all for it, you know, and, um, you know, I'm definitely not opposed to change. I, I think that there's just still a lot of questions of how's, how's the fall going to run? Um, you know, what tournaments are we going to play and, and things you know, um, a lot of times you're stuck. If I look at our fall schedule, we've probably been playing pretty much the same fall schedule for at least a few years. And then you kind of know what you're doing. So um, this will just change that a little bit. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes here for two years. I know they haven't announced what the criteria exactly will be. If they incorporate pro results or say, and another coach suggested this, it's a girls 18 San Diego and an incoming freshman beats three other incoming freshmen. If they incorporate those sorts of results into the criteria, would that be fine with you? Gosh, I don't, I don't even know. I haven't thought about it. <laughs> um, See, this is what I do with my free time. Single, yeah. nothing else going on. Let's think college tennis criteria. So that's tough, right? That's tough. If you're taking things outside of the collegiate mm-hmm. system, mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's tough to probably do that. But I don't, yeah. you know, you're smart. You 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 think about it. If you think it's a good idea, I say perfect. <laughs> All right. Whatever uh, Alex says. If Alex says. All right. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I have to get Michigan home, home and home with Ohio State, raise money for pro events, figure out the criteria. I you have really a, have a lot. Yeah. No, you have your our, schedule. Our group chat is going to be. <laughs> You have yeah. your schedule above your uh, computer. I have my to-do list now above mine. I'll leave yeah. it there. <laughs> yeah, so I'll yeah. constantly be looking at it. Um, now, with all of that said, obviously, you know, coming off of a season where your team won a Big Ten title and, you know, that's something you guys have been pretty consistent in doing over the course of the past half decade plus expectations for Ohio State this year. What's the goal for this team? I think our goal is just to probably finish strong, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, you know, whatever that is, we don't talk about it too much. Um, you know, we're just trying to get better every single day and, and, you know, we're trying to, to play every match as good as we can and, and, you know, stay healthy and put ourselves in a, in a chance to, to probably do some damage in the big 10 tournament at the end and, and the NCAA tournament. So, you know, right now we're really focused on the national indoors. I know I just gave you a very, uh, you know, coaches line there, but, <laughs> but yeah. You know, no, we're, we're ready. To, we'll be ready to go for indoors, and then hopefully we can come out of there strong. That's good training by the Ohio State Athletic Department. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. Well yeah. done all the way around. Well, then let me ask you because it hasn't come out yet. Although I think it's coming out 4 p.m. today. Will the Buckeyes be a top eight seed? I don't know. Um, I don't know. You know, hopefully we all talk with the teams. All like, what do you think? What do you think? Um, hopefully we are. That would be good for us. But if not, you know, I don't. I don't know. It's. Um, all 16 teams are going to be good. There's not going to be much drop off at all. So we'll be ready to go. I'll say it for you. You better f- be like, come <laughs> on. What what else needs to happen for this right. Ohio State team to be a top eight team? What else could they have done through the first five weeks of the season? And again, well, we, feel, we feel good about that, right? We feel good. Like we, we've done what we can. And, um, you know, at this point, we'll just, yeah, keep keep our goals high and moving forward. Yeah, I know. I mean, again, it's been such a pleasure to watch your team compete, and we're going to be fortunate enough to call a lot of Buckeyes matches this season. I look forward to doing that all year long, and it's always a pleasure to get to chat, Coach. So travel safe, and we will see you you in Seattle. Sounds good. See you soon.